Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. I am fired up this morning. It is such an incredible time out there, Jeff. I mean, yeah. who could ask for more? Tampa Bay is becoming an international city. Central that is Florida going is on fire. All What's that? All of Central Florida. Actually, it's, it's the whole country. I did a boat tour yesterday with customers from mini Minnesota. Had the accent and everything. Just Minnesota. wanna be in Florida. And they got 700 grand. And I said, you better buy now because there's gonna be nothing left at 700 grand where you're looking at. They're gonna happen. And guess what they did? I went to the office last night to get my screen and they were signing a contract for $720,000 on an off-market listing that our very good agents had in their pocket. I love it. I and that love house it. was probably worth five hundred grand six months ago. And guys, this is everywhere in the country. And it we've is. got people watching from all over the country. And we, I believe we even have a couple over from Germany watching. They're going to be logging into this one too. But this is just a, a phenomenon, you guys. This is this is a party, right? This is a gift. This is a blessing. This is something that may or may not last, which is an interesting banter back, back and forth. Like, is this real or is this false, right? Which is the ultimate debate, which we're going to kind of touch on some data on this one. But Craig, what what's your feeling on this one? Is is this real? Uh, pinch me. I mean, when does it end? What what happens with the market? Is this and I know you guys are hearing it too. Is this 2006 repeat? Is this what's happening? Well, here, let me give you a couple of things. Um, so I've been making a lot of phone calls around to a lot of people lately just to see what's going on. And one of my confidants is a guy named Alex McLeod. He's the vice president of Newland Communities, which is a nationwide developer all over the country. And he was here developing Mirror Bay when the boom happened in 2002, three, four, five six and then we worked through the crash and the meltdown and mirror base is a, a classic case study of everything that went wrong and went right and um i said alex what are you guys seeing at the nationwide level what's going on with tampa because i mean prices are going up so high so fast it, it feels like 2006 again and he says craig we talk about this a lot and and here's what we think um we think tampa bay has matured and in, into a, a a big city you know, it's not this little blue town, blue collar market anymore. So what you're seeing and guys do this, do this yourselves, go to Zillow and check out prices for a shitty little house in Atlanta. And you'll find it's way more expensive than most of our. Now you, you got to look at the market as a whole too. South Tampa, incredible, right? Jeff, you see we're running teardowns for 600 grand. That means a vacant lot 60 by 120 is 600,000 bucks. You know, we were buying teardowns back then, what, for 200000 a piece? Oh, yeah. All day long. 200 then they went to 300 to 400 to 500 Well, what that means is the people that are coming into town have that money. And, and like this couple from Minnesota yesterday, they can't fathom that they could buy a waterfront house for seven hundred grand in Minnesota. It just doesn't happen. They come here and they see they can do it. And they're willing to pay... $200,000 more than somebody thought that house was worth a year ago. So yes, so, but my sources are telling me 
that we're not in bubble mode, but Tampa is maturing. Tampa Bay, TMA, is maturing into an international city, which I think is super exciting. And and that's for for the Tampa group. That that's kind of what we're interesting here. But from a global well, macro perspective, too, we've got a lot of a lot of good points here. Well, wait, no, it's not just the Tampa. It's it's everywhere, Jeff. It's 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 every. The guys on the boat yesterday, Minnesota. He says our prices are going like crazy. The whole country is going up, and what's driving it? We all know what the one answer is: interest rates. It's just so damn cheap to buy real estate right now, and it's the best thing going. Watch the stock market. I watch my stock market every day. It goes up again. It's the scariest crap. But I can live in my house. I like the story of the couple we just sold a million dollar house to in, um, here in Apollo Beach. Um, they were renters in Washington, D.C. with a tech job. They got permanent work from home orders and said, we're out of here. They bought a 4,000 square foot house on the water with a dock and a pool and spa and all that stuff. And their mortgage payment is less than the rent was in D.C. Crazy. So that's it. That's that's my state of the union for you. Ooh, I have a tiger. Well, that's just starting. So Q2, guys, we've been through a lot together. And I know how frustrating it is because we're all in it. I know how tiring. I know how exhausting. Jessica, uh, Craig's daughter, my niece, she just went out of town. Just last little story. How many offers did she get in the listing she put live before she went out of town? She put her listing live on Thursday. She flew to Raleigh to go to wedding planning this weekend. Came home Sunday night to 52 offers. She said at nine o'clock at night, she was getting calls from other agents. And she said, hey, hold on. I've only reviewed nine. I've got 43 more to go. And her best one so far is 50,000 over appraisal with zero day inspection period. And this isn't a $100,000 house. This is a, what, a 350 house? $340,000 house with a pool in Land Lakes. So for those of you watching, this is not normal. No, this is not normal. And, and you know what? And I told her, uh, she's going to, if we do sales meeting tomorrow, which I'm not sure we're going to do or not, but she might jump in just to tell the story. I said, at the end of this, I want you to say, I said, make a story. Me, Jeff, I told her to do an Instagram story about this process. And at the end, is it, and you want me to cut my commission? Are you nuts? Guys, it's more than it's ever been before. You should be charging more. She's going to get these people $50,000 more than they put their house on the market for. Our commission's only, what, 6% of 350, 20,000 bucks. They're going to get $30,000 more by hiring a good agent who did what she did. Which now rebases the entire street to a 390 basis. That's right. Which uh, creates the need to go tell the neighbors what you did. We'll get into that in another session. Yep. Let, let's talk about some relevance of what's going on right now in the market. We've got some some data to back this up, right? Because, guys, I hear it. God, you guys are crazy. We're entering another, another bubble. I'm not touching it. I'm not buying. This is crazy. And then you have people saying, give me all I can get. Rates are so low. So what we're talking about is, is really focusing. That's why I put this picture's back up, right? Because this is the time to stay up late, get up early, focus, drive, and hustle, guys, because it is not going to stay like this. This is a gift. This is a market. This quarter is going to probably be it, not, not probably, this will be the strongest quarter, probably in the, in the history of the real estate industry will be this quarter, right? I mean, what are we up already this this quarter, this year over year? You were telling me earlier from talking with me there. 
We're up 42%. Over last year. And, and that's, that was the- that's pre-pandemic. The pandemic didn't start until last month. Right, and so we crashed hard. Having fun, and you're not... Yeah, if we're not crushing it, guys, this is the time. So let's let's jump into a couple things here. So here's what's coming, okay? 2020 is way over. The lingering effects are here. The world we're in right now is going to continue to reshuffle the deck, guys. This is not normal. This is caused by COVID, a lot of it, and the ripple effect of that, which we'll talk about. Rates are still the lowest they've ever been, right? Even though they're not as low as they were, they're still hovering in the threes, which is, guys, historically low. And from listening to the Fed and watching all the reports, they're not going up. So we're going to have amazing opportunity, over, especially over this next quarter. Yeah, that's strongest an listing market ever. Look at the examples. That that's an important point because, literally, I want to uh, bold save it. Eighty-five percent of real estate agents that are active today have never sold a house with an interest rate above five percent. Right. Yep. Eighty-five percent. They have no clue what selling real estate in a seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, eighteen percent market is. Do, do the math. Go go see what a, a house costs with an 8%, which is normal, an 8% interest rate. It, it's four times what we're paying now. And those were objections we had to overcome when we were selling. There's no objection in selling today with interest rates in the 3% range. It just doesn't exist. No, it, it's unprecedented because normally you have a strong listing market or a strong buyer's market. Now we have a strong listing market and a strong buyer's market, which is unheard of, right? Buyers have tremendous purchasing power. Sellers have ridiculous supply and demand leverage on them. It's, it's amazing. So the party is getting stronger. And we've talked about the surge last time when, the, when we were in the middle of the pandemic, wondering what's going to happen. We just doubled down as an industry, especially as a company, and just went full throttle and said, that's it. We're getting inventory. Things are going to happen. So it's coming. So let's go for four because this is what's happening. I need you guys to be really sharp on these points because it's our job to be the advisors, to become the, the, the advocates for the industry and to justify comfort and, and empower, educate, and encourage, which is really the point of everything that we do. So we have five markets. Well, so let me sure just we add that. on to that too, because it, you're 100% correct. The BS that I hear on the street is killing me. People saying, oh, you don't need a real estate agent. Just put your house on the market. It'll sell real quick. You need a real estate agent now more than you ever did before because the things that we do are going to get you more money when you follow the systems. And you guys are doing a great job of following our systems. Um, People talking about this is a bubble. It's going to burst. And and exactly what you're saying, we have to be the fact providers, not the gossip spreaders, because there's a lot of gossip spreaders out there spreading all kinds of BS that this isn't true. So put your detectors on. So five markets that we have right now. Normally we have one, okay? Just as a reminder to you guys, we're just, it's stacked. So right now, we, John Lum coined this phrase and we love it. It's three Ds, right? It's death, debt, divorce, right? Those are the three driving factors of a normal real estate market. That's when people typically sell their houses, death, debt, and divorce. So that one's going strong. There's one of those Ds, which is off the charts levels right now, which is creating another huge micro market, which is the divorce side of the world. 
which is, is happening right now. But so that's the normal market. So that's happening at higher levels than it's ever happened before. So there's number one. Number two, the millennial buyer pool is entering the nesting stage, right? They're getting married, they're having kids. That's a normal market, right? That's the trends, right? That's what's happening now. And that's a great market that's coming on top of the 3D market, right? Now Which you have- all the naysayers said the millennials were never gonna buy real estate and the millennials are actually the biggest buyers of real estate right now and the whole segment. Right. And especially when you're buying in the high twos, low mid threes, right? It's just, it's untouchable there. So now you have the pandemic level on Wait, top of that. Stop, Jeff, for a second, because this is very important for the marketplace as a whole. Um, I'll use my daughter as an example. Zach got graduated, got graduated. Zach graduated, got a job making like 65 grand a year. That's a decent starting wage, right? But what if you have two millennials starting out at 65,000 a year? What are they earning? 130 grand. So what can they do with 130 grand? whatever the hell they want. They can buy a decent house. They can have savings. They can do all kinds of cool stuff and they're not having kids yet. And then buy the earnings can go higher. Yeah, there's all kinds of things they can do. So you're looking at a, a money, a couple making 130 grand. Median income in Tampa Bay is like 47. So that's a big deal. And, and they want to invest and they want to have a home. And I mean, I look at my daughter. What does she do? She just... Spent $4,000 putting in a sprinkler system in sod because she's used to living in a house with St. Augustine sod and it's pretty. And that's what she wants. So she's upgrading the whole neighborhood as she goes. That's what's happening in our Tampa Bay market. It's just freaking awesome. But that's that's a, a testament to consumer confidence too, right? She wouldn't have spent that four grand if she didn't feel comfortable that she would be able to get that money back. No, right? but she has 14 contracts on, pending right now and she got 52 offers on her last listing. Right. So she's <laughs> confident with the marketplace. So there's there's market two. Market three is the pandemic, which made everybody rethink what was good and acceptable and rethink their life. And the work from home movement, you guys know, is not going away, right? That reshuffled the deck. A lot of corporations realize they can save a ton of money. A lot of the big corporations are slashing 85% of their footprint for their Real office G space. Real G slash 66% of their footprint. The big banks are down 85% and they're just, why do it? Why spend that AAA rent? It doesn't make any sense. People can be more effective and they can save a ton of cash. So that's that's market number three. Number four is interest rates are, it's teasing you. It's just like, I know you weren't thinking about buying, but how about if I made interest rates a little bit under three? And like, God, ah, I don't want to. Oh, okay. Right, and you snatch it. So you have that market, but hey, you ever had an investment property? You got some money. Why don't you pull a cash equity and go buy a beach house? It'll pay for itself. Come on, right? <laughs> and you can't resist it. That's the that's the fourth market. And then now you have the normal market where kids are changing schools, elementary to middle to high school, to moving around. Your normal typical spring selling season is on top of that. So that's why we have a crazy supply and demand problem right now because you've got a five market stacked on top of one normal market. And it's going out of control, right? Well, I think you got to add to that too, because the demand we have today is real because the financing is so tight. You are not buying a house if you are not financially qualified, period. I mean, I'm fairly financially qualified. They reamed me like nobody's business when I refinanced last year. <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, they wanted every documentation of everything 
and I can more than afford my house. And I got a 35% loan to value loan. And it was brutal. So back then, you know, the and I don't know discount to Home Depot employers. I love you guys. Um, the Home Depot guy was buying a $400,000 house with no money down to flip and make a hundred grand on a pop. And everybody was doing it because it was no, no money, no income, no assets, no loan, no problem. I just, it, the demand we have now is real. It's real people buying, not easy money. So that's why you have 52 offers on a listing right now. And then get ready because we've got a major problem coming, right? Every one of our markets, I know a lot of our friends around the country are watching too. You're in great places to live, right? That's where you just chose to work. And when these borders open, guys, I just want you to remember, this is all just crazy Americans creating this badass, <laughs> crazy frenzy. As soon as the borders open up and then we get the crazy Canadians to pop on top of the crazy Americans and then the crazy Europeans and the Brazilians and the South Americans, game on, right? It is going to, do you know how many people I know, right? You know, I've got my family, my, my wife's family is from Germany and they've got some pretty good um, connections inside of Germany. There is such a pent up demand to spend money, especially in our markets right now. They're going to flock. They can't even get in an airplane right now to come over and spend their money, right? They're dying to. We've got a project that we're about to launch over here on the beaches. And we've got nine of them already reserved from people that say, please, I've got the cash. I'll pay you cash. All of it up front. Can I please have one? So if this ever happens again, I have a place in Florida to go, right? There's people looking at the visas internationally to buy a business down here. So they can have the ability to stay here and do things. Guys, it is going to boom, right? And there are people coming. And so if we don't have inventory, right, you're in deep trouble. Or if you're not incredibly attractive to become their buyer's rep, you're going to miss the best party ever. I mean, this is a fun party. It's going to get crazy, right? It's going to get off the charts crazy here this summer because I fully expect people to be coming over this beginning to come in. I think there's also some, the first rounds of domestic, nonstop flights are scheduled for July, right? Coming over from Germany, I know. And I whether it gets pushed or not, we'll see, right? But if it's not July, it's August. If it's not August, it's September, but it's coming. So if we don't have yeah. the inventory, we're going to be in a big problem. You're going to hear that theme again and again. Yeah. You can't see this because my screen is there, but this is, this is Marty Charwood writing me back because somebody was talking to him about, he's the president of Century 21 of Canada, the entire yep. country of Canada. Yep. I was asking about a piece of property I'm trying to sell. He said, I'll ask through my network, see what I could find. He says, of course, the quarantine requirements and the mandatory three-day government-designated hotel stay are really keeping Canadians in Canada these days. Sadly, we're way behind the U.S. in vaccine implementation. Trust you and the family are well, best. So Canada yep. says... You can't leave our country <laughs> unless you stay in one of our hotels for three days and quarantine yourself. Nobody wants to do that. Those restrictions are going to be lifted. And, you know, and I'll, you know, I don't want to be political, but Ron DeSantis has done a fantastic job with the state of Florida, allowing us to operate. Because yes. I, I got to tell you, I've been traveling a lot and it is busy. The interstates are busy. The traffic is there. I haven't been I haven't been to a restaurant that hasn't been almost like a waiting list to get into. We are fully functional. We are blessed. And if we're not appreciative of that, we're we're missing the boat. So a little right. little moment of gratitude. Yes, we're very, very lucky, very fortunate about that. You know, without that, guys, it could have flipped so easily. We could have been one of these lockdown states and all of us would be singing a whole different tune right now. So, so get look, ready. Look at the um 
you know, Jessica with 52 offers. Who wins in that situation? The liquor store. <laughs> the seller wins because <laughs> you got a bunch of the listing agent wins. One of 52 buyers wins. Who loses? 51 other people are pissed. So who do you want to be? The smart agent that goes and tell the neighborhood what just happened so you can make some of those 51 happy. I just single-handedly raised the value of your neighborhood 50,000 bucks. <laughs> and I have 51 people that would love to live on your street. Please call That's me. That's right. <laughs> so those are the opportunities, guys. It's not normal. Jeff, this, this is, is not normal. classes we've never given before. <laughs> no, we, we, we dreamt of these type of classes. <laughs> But it's getting better. It's going to get worse and crazier, guys. And that's why we're, we're going to call major attention to what's going on right now. That's and why then, we're hiring people to make phone calls to call people that you won't call. You'd be smart to hire people. If you're not going to make the calls, hire somebody to make the calls for you. But my God, talk to these people. You're part of most, a global company. We have offices in Canada that you could be befriending. We have offices in Cuba you could be befriending. We have offices in the UK you could be befriending. They're all coming here. This is the top six countries or five countries that buy in the United States. And because we're in central Florida pr primarily right now, these are the marketplaces that people are buying here. So to Craig's point, it's in this order, Canada, Cuba, UK, Brazil, and Germany, right? This is where our buyers come from. So leverage this guys. When you go to international conferences, that's why you go hang out with the people from different countries. That's why you go meet the movers and shakers that work in this. We've got what 130,000 people in century 21 and 92 countries around the world. That's great. All we care about is these top five right now. Go befriend them. Go on to 21 online. Go into LinkedIn. Go talk to people if you want to. Just an opportunity for you to reach out to these different places, connect with some great movers and shakers that area and, and create a referral alliance, guys. This is where this is where the surge is coming from in these five locations over this next summer and throughout the end of the year. So that's why we're prepping you guys right now for this Q2 um, next level here. Jeff, let, so, let me make this statement as we go, because guys, over the next three days, you know, we've got what, seven, 18 classes yeah. going on. So just to, to get this clear up front, our goal is to make you aware of opportunities, right? Because I've got the saying, you'll hear it throughout the days, awareness gives you flexibility and flexibility gives you options and options give you power, right? So our job, we feel, is to make you aware of opportunities and Fortunately or unfortunately, we're going to give you awareness to a lot of opportunities. Too many, honestly, right? But we have a lot of people. If we could handpick and say, yeah, this group's going to focus on this and this group's going to focus on that, this group's going to, we could cover all the bases. So there's so much to be aware of, but we're going to overwhelm you. So we want you to find something. We're going to make you aware of something that really, really excites you. And that's what we're going to encourage you to do for the next 90 days, right? So don't get overwhelmed by the opportunities because there's so many find one that juices you and commit to it that, that's our goal right for this quarter find one that you can commit to and just run i mean you could be successful if you if, if i were an agent and i just made it a point to call real estate brokers and agents in canada and say if you know anybody who wants to move to florida please think of me and i spent all my day doing that for the next 90 days what would i do i'd build a hell of a network of canadians who would think of me when they think of Florida real estate and I'd probably get a whole bunch of referrals in the future. Right. That's one thing. 
I could do it in Cuba too. I could do it in the UK. I could do this. And you're going to see throughout this whole staggered classes we have focus. That's that was the, the eye of the tiger, right? The, the first slide of the show. That was it. So let's keep that in mind because I know we're just going into a lot of stuff right now, but the time is right and just focus. And here's something that we, we've got to say, and I apologize in advance if you don't like the way that this sounds, but it needs to be said. Your current level of lifestyle and the income that you have, you open up your bank of whatever app and look at your balance in there. That's a direct proportion to your mindset, the skill level you have right now, and your work ethic, right? Slash the actions that you're taking. That, what you did last quarter, last guys, you can't argue it. You got to accept this, right? What you have right now is a direct result of what you did last quarter. And many of you are crushing it. And many of you could crush it a whole lot more. And we're just here to tell you that this is not normal. This is a gift. And this is the time to keep the bags under the eyes. You can go get treatments later when the market slows down. Get your ass full throttle and take advantage of this one. Because if you want to take your lifestyle and your income up to that next level, then you have no choice, right? We have to up your game. You've got to get your mindset stronger. You have to get new skills. You have to take different actions. You have to take consistent action to take advantage of a marketplace like this. So from with a lot of love is the way we say this guys, because this is not gonna last. We can't stress this, okay? This quarter is the time to build massive wealth and to get enough cash for yourself to go buy properties that will continue to create wealth for you in the future. This is the time. It's not as easy. A lot of 85% of you don't know what it's like to have an eight and a half percent interest world when you only have the three D's happening, right? I mean, you guys, it sounds crazy to think that you could have a listing for six months and then expires because you don't get one or two showings a month, right? That's that's a normal real estate market. <laughs> a six month supply of homes is normal. That it sounds so far fetched right now, but right now we have such a gift. So please commit to upping your game with your mindset. Commit to upping your skill level. Commit to upping your actions, and you're going to have a really good time over this. Um, period over this next quarter Let, let's give everybody a couple things to shoot for right i'm going to be really egregious on this if you are in real estate in today's environment and you don't have six months worth of cash living expenses and cash in your bank account you are not um i don't want to be rude here irresponsible you're irresponsible i mean every one of our agents should have six months worth of living expenses in cash in their bank account right now. Or somewhere liquid doing something for you. Well, yeah, yes, right? So there's a goal. So if you are one of those people that don't have six months worth of liquid cash available to live on, then this is your quarter to do, and every one of you can do it. Every one of you, that's just one standard, right? In real estate, what else should you be doing? maybe purchasing some real estate. You're making other people rich. Why don't you do what you're helping them do? Right? God, I look back at all the things that I know. You know, I was on that boat tour I did yesterday. The first waterfront house I sold was on Solitaire Palm Way. And it was $107,000. That house is now 600 or more thousand dollars. And if it went on the market today, it would sell with multiple offers in about two days. That's a pretty damn good return, right? So when you think about long-term, 
today. Shit, they're saying Bitcoin's going to be a hundred thousand bucks a coin, right? What's real estate going to be? The population is not leaving, and the good destinations are very in demand. And you happen to live in a good destination, so get your savings up, get some real estate investing going. Those are big opportunities and goals. Think that way. Just want to say it. All right. So here's what we're going to be doing over the next couple of days. So the next three days are going to build on each other, right? And we do this on purpose and it's different than you've ever seen before. And we do it on purpose this way. So day one is all about preparing yourself for the market that's coming and making sure that your mindset is ready for it, right? And that's, I can't stress the importance of that because if you're not ready for it, then what's the point? Day two is all about listings. It's all about how to find listings. It's all about the process. It's all about the role plays. It's all about you being on point to take advantage of this marketplace right now because you've got to be able to handle the over the objections. You've got to be able to control the process. And that's what we're going to do tomorrow. Day three is all about buyer focus because now I'm more than ever, you have to take control. I want to add to that because, you know, it's just, look, the things we teach you are more um, involved than they need to be, right? But it's about doing the right job because we're going to talk about this a lot over the next three days. The relationship you build with a customer is worth $130,000 over the course of your relationship with them, right? This is not a one hit slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, real estate business, right? So we're teaching you more involved steps to create an experience that makes that customer stick with you for the rest of their life. Now, could you work someplace else and could you do a shittier job? Yes. But are you going to build the long-term relationship and, and, and maximize that? Right? We are friggin' superheroes. Look at where you're with Beggins Enterprise, which is a damn good company. You're with Century 21, which is the number one brand. And you're with Realogy, which is the 800 pound gorilla in the real estate market that squashes everybody, right? If you're not playing those three cards, you're missing a whole wealth of opportunity, right? And you don't need any of that shit right now. You could work for Bimbo Realty and get, make a deal. You'll be one of the 51 people that may or may not get a house, right? But the, stra the, the, the strategies that we're passing along are more work, but they're designed to make you win. So we're gonna teach you a lot of hard stuff that you don't really need, but it's the right thing to do. Does that make sense? It's hard. I don't know. There's probably a better way to say what I'm trying to say, but this is not a time to take your foot off the gas. This is your most professional building relationship, career making standards that just will make you rock and roll from here on out. So that's why we're talking about prepare yourself for what's coming and you know all that stuff. You got to do it. I'm still focused on the Bimbo Realty part. I think those those business cards are pretty interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Words just come out of my mouth sometimes. <laughs> well, this is live, unfortunately. So, Jonathan, we can't edit some of this stuff out. So, That's right. For, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> but no, to, to Craig's point, be proud uh, that you're affiliated with everybody that you're affiliated with. And we're very proud that we're affiliated with the brand and with the, the Realty Parent Company. And then with everybody, that many of you are, are our Century 21 friends from all around the country and world. And that's powerful, right? It may not be the difference maker for, for getting a, an offer accepted, or maybe it is, right? Now, your skill set, your mindset, and everything that comes along with it, we know that it is. So just get ready on that one. So here's, here's day one, what we're doing. 
kickoff right now is happening. Next level mindset, Chris and Thomas are going to bring it, right? Huge about the mindset to get to your next level. This is not new stuff. This is what you need, whatever level you're at to that, get to that next level. No resistance business plan. Craig and Chris are just going to go to simplicity, right? Let's for Q2, we're not talking about your five year everything right now. We're talking about Q2. That's what this is all about today. Then Chris and I are going to jump back in and talk about the art of building trust. Do you think there's some skill set on being the one of the 52 offers that gets accepted? Do you think some sales skills should be involved in that agent perspective? Jeff, okay. she got videos, she got audios, she got letters, she got pictures of dogs. She had all kinds of stuff that came along with those 52 offers. You got to build the trust, right? You, you've got to leverage and this is where we earn our money. So you will love that session too. Then expanding and building on social, um, Mike and Jimmy are going to do a, another one too. And then they're going to roll into creating content like a pro and just having a lot of fun. But it's all about being top of mind to build your future business. So we're going to talk about getting business now and also building your future up too. Tomorrow, go, back, go back one piece yep. for that. Um, expand and build on social. And you know, it's not like me to say things like this, but I told Jessica, she needs to document her story on Instagram or Facebook or whatever with that, with a video. And she will do it because you know she will. And that will probably go viral. It is such a unique situation and that nobody would believe 52 offers on one house over three days and to hear all the stuff. So leveraging social is really a very important thing because there's so much of that going on right now. That's right. We're just having fun with it. Uh, day two, how to find listings, right? In this market, we're going to go through a lot of different sources. And again, you can only really pick one to go all in on, maybe a couple, but that's it. Then the listing process, Chris and Craig are hitting that one. Live role play, Craig and I are going to go through actually the live role play and taking control and running it the right way. And positioning, not pricing. Pricing is over, guys. You know, you're going on that CMA, just going on that CMA, and it's 50 grand over. It's not about normal it's CMAs anymore or pricing. This is about positioning in the marketplace. So um, Deb and Kat are going to be um, taking you through that one. Doubling your commission, right? These are some great ways to leverage every listing you have to make sure that it turns into more listings. And we've got a really creative ways to do that. And the guide to lead follow-up, we're going to be doing a lot of work and prospecting does nothing unless you do effectively follow-up. So that's going to be happening um, at the four to five session on day two. Tons of value coming your way, guys. And then the last day on the buyer's perspective, Craig and I are going to go through the bulletproof buyer process because there's no greater way to spin your life out of control than by being overrun by buyers. And you guys know what we're talking about. So we're going to go the bulletproof buyer process. Then Deb's going to come in with me and we're going to actually role play and go through taking control and dealing with people when they try to pull you off track and running it. And then contract mastery 101 is the, the fundamentals that you got to make sure are, are happening in these contracts. And then Chris is going to jump in with Craig and take cat spot. And they're going to go over to the next level contracts with negotiation mastery and making sure that you are the one that gets chosen out of the 52. And then when you're on the receiving end, how do you leverage and negotiate multiple offers, right? That's how we're going to really go through this session on at four o'clock. And then we're going to wrap it up. Craig, Mike Puma and myself, we're going to wrap you guys up at day three. So that's the agenda for what we have coming up for these next few days, and it is packed. So let's take a second here, Craig. Let me. I want to go through a couple of slides about the market because I can't stress the importance of you with conviction being able to swipe the legs out, swipe the legs outside of the people that are, are telling you that the market's crazy, it's a bubble, and I don't feel like comfortable. You've got to say respectfully, 
I hear your opinion, but let me offer a different perspective, right? You've got to understand because what's the media designed to do? If it bleeds, it leads, right? So you got to find something that's going to scare people and that's what you're going to start hearing. And so you need to have the facts that back up the stuff. So foreclosures are going to be talking about and are they higher than ever? They're not, but they're going to be. I'm going to show you some slides in a second. So we need to be prepared for what's happening in this market. There's an eviction ban right now. That's going to go away probably sometime this quarter. Maybe not, but maybe. We don't know. We don't have a crystal ball on that one. But we're going to talk about a couple of issues. So the high level parts here are of all the homes that are on the market, 138 million homes that are out there. How many homes sell each year, Craig? Five and a half, six million. Yeah, this year we're going to approach seven, which is crazy, which is awesome. And 41% of all of the homes in the U.S. of 138 million have no mortgage at all. They're free and clear. That's a staggering number when you think about that. It's pretty awesome. And only 275,000 mortgages have less than 10% equity. Those are the risk factor, guys. Those are the ones that are in slight trouble because if something were to happen, they don't have the ability to get out right now. Back in the day when the market took a, you know what, um, the 06, 07 time period, everybody had pulled all their equity out, which I'm going to show you some stats that show you that's not the case right now. But if, even if everybody that has low equity right now or high equity were to go into default into foreclosure, we still wouldn't even be close to last year's numbers. It'd be fun. So nice. our listing game, you're going to see that in just a second. So big dollars are going in to capture inventory, guys. So we need to be prepared for it. So. Here's a couple slides. Are we seeing a cash out refi crisis? Some will say yes. And some articles you're gonna see are gonna say yes, but here's the issue that the answer is really not. So I'm gonna do some comparisons, Craig and I are from today versus 2006, because that's what the media is gonna start drawing a parallel. And you've got to say, I hear you. However, right? That's a nicer way of saying screw you, you're an idiot. Right. I hear you. However, have you considered this? Right. In 2006, 321, right, billion dollars in refinancing happened. In 2006, it was an ATM, right? It was an ATM card. Refi your house, pull out 100 grand. Do it again. Here's another 50. Do it again. Another 25. Things were just going up crazy right on that point. This year, last year, only 153. So less than half of that number in now, 2000. Now, we had a crazy refi boom. Yeah, talk to any mortgage broker now. They're going to say the cash, the refis are just killing them. You know, we all think about new purchase mortgages. Refis are very busy right now. Not busy like it was in 2006. Well, compared to the, the prior years, it's off the charts crazy. Compared to 06, it's nothing, right? So we need to, to draw these parallels, guys, because this is going to be the stumbling block for people to drag their feet saying, I don't feel comfortable, this is just like 2006. Uh, no, it's not, and here's why. And that's gotta be your conviction points at this point. So tappable, tappable equity. So you guys know if your house is worth a million bucks, you can't just give, you can't just go get a million dollar cash out refi. Let's say you have no mortgage on it. It's gonna give you an 80% loan to value, right? The max you're gonna get is 80% for your cash out refis. Why do they do that? They wanna make sure they don't get screwed if and when the market does stumble, they're going to make sure that there's the ability for you to get out. So that's what's going out in the marketplace. Look at the number, look at the, the value of homes from 2020 and tappable equity compared to what it was even in 2006. It's, it's almost double. So the value of homes is, is staggering 
here. So this chart is pretty interesting. This is reward regarding the cash out refis. In 2006 are in the red and 2020 is in the blue. So the tappable equity in 2006, $4.6 trillion was able to be pulled out in the marketplace. Right now we have 7.3 trillion guys. This is with a T, right? $7.3 trillion of tappable equity. In 06, 89% of the equity was pulled out. 89%, that's the problem we had back then guys. Today, only 38% is tapped on that. Cashed out, total cashed out dollars in billions, right? 321 billion was pulled out of the market in 06. Now, 153 billion, that's a lot of money, but it's nothing like it was before. And it's only 7% of capital equity is pulled out. That was pulled out in 06, and only 2% of equity was pulled out in 2020. So that makes me feel really good because Craig just talked about the market's solid. You, everybody buying, even at the crazy numbers, they're real buyers. They have money, they have credit, they have jobs, they have the ability to repay, or they are not getting a loan. But that's not what 06 was. This is fundamentally sound, strong, and people are just appreciating things more and they're paying more because the interest rates are low. Now our nemesis is going to be interest rates because as those do rise, that slows supply and demand. But right now things are good on this. Well, there's some other things that are, that are relevant too. Um, the pandemic created a supply chain disruption that shut mm -hmm. down factories, which shut down workers, which shut down production, which was fine if demand slowed, but demand did not slow. Demand actually picked up contrary to everybody's belief. So we have serious problems with the cost of lumber, concrete, the availability of concrete. A lot of home builders are switching to metal studs now instead of lumber because the last meltdown in 2006, they stopped planting trees because the industry slowed down and it's all catching up to us at this point. So that's going to keep driving prices higher and higher. And you're going to find, I mean, somebody chatted in the chat earlier, we need 3.8 million new homes. A lot of the home builders I'm talking to can't even price a house today or they won't take the risk of pricing a house today to deliver eight months from now because they don't know what it's going to cost. So it's insane, all the different directions we have right now. I was talking to a friend, a friend of ours, um, Sam, who you know, and he has a lot of acreage up in Tennessee, and he's got people beating his doors down asking to cut down his trees. Right? It's just an amazing, interesting time out so, there. Okay. So, yeah. All right, so... This is, let's read this. So the real estate market is on its biggest tear since 2006, and just before the bubble burst, and it set off the global recession. Yet nearly every meaningful way today's market is the inverse of the previous boom. In the mid-2000s, loose mortgage lending standards enabled borrowers with poor credit histories to purchase homes, sometimes with mortgage that required no, little to no payments in the early years, right? This is just, you need to say the differences between then and now. And that was the catalyst of what happened back then. Okay? Yeah. Now, forbearance. Forbearance is an interesting thing because it's real and it's going to lead to an issue, um, a little bit of it. So we got to be ready to understand that, to, to talk about this one. Okay? So forbearance was, oh crap, I own restaurants. My restaurants are shut down. I don't think I'm going to be able to make my mortgage payment rather than me go in default and lose my home, would you please hit the pause button so I could figure stuff out? That's the definition of forbearance. The mortgage companies were forced to and wanted to say, yes, sir, right? we, we got you, hit the pause button, come back when you're ready, sir, please don't default, please don't give us your house, we don't want it, 
right? That's the forbearance world right now. And then if you see back in May, we were up into 5 million homes were in the for forbearance. And that was scary because we didn't know how this was gonna end. Remember back in May, Greg, we were, no, none of us knew what the hell was going on. We knew something was gonna happen. We didn't know, but we got almost 5 million people stop paying their mortgages. That's like, a, it's a, a butt pucker moment. I did that for Jonathan because he likes that, that part. But you're like, what in the world is going on, right? And then fortunately, you know, it stayed around there. Then it started dropping. And then people said, okay, I, I, the world's not ending. I'm okay, I'll start paying again, because I'm okay. Then it dropped down in July, we still had 4 million. August drops down to 2 million. You know, September and October into the high one, twos, and then we're back down. And then now into March, which is the latest numbers we have, it's 2.6 million. So less than half of the ones that went into forbearance are still in forbearance. So interesting, so watch yeah. these numbers here, yeah. There are one, million 1.3 million homes for sale in the united states right now on the market it's crazy right and that is like a 0.6 percent month supply of homes if all of these forbearance homes went into default and got listed they'd be absorbed inside of two months that's right now take back to 2008 9 you know mirror bay i talk about a lot it's just a great history there were 160 homes for sale at one point in time in Mirror Bay, and 80% of them were short sales, meaning they were below the mortgage value. There are, there might be three homes for sale in Mirror Bay right now. And that's because the entire community. And they're, they're being negotiated right now. There's nothing out there. So even if forbearance, this would be the best thing that could happen to us because we got so much demand for these homes. You know, I was thinking the other day about, you know, um, what's it called? Black. Blackstone and uh, American Homes for Rent. They bought those millions of thousands and thousands and thousands of homes. Back in 2006, when they were super cheap, they could they could solve our inventory problem by putting those on the market right now. And they'd probably make 40, 50% returns. But they're making better returns on their rent than they are on their thing. And they don't want to give up their asset because United States real estate is valuable. And we've proven it. That's Crazy. a good point. That's a good point. If, if they're was questions they'd be selling off wouldn't you think yes so they would be cashing out and they're not they're actually still buying which is fun even like home partners is all still going so let's talk about what happens when people are exiting forbearance because this is a, something you guys need to pay attention to so those who came out 50 percent of them 49.9 were paid in full saying here i'm catching up here's your check thanks for working with me bank peace out right done 34.2 worked out a repayment plan saying you know how about you make this a deferral right? Let's put it, add it to the back of my mortgage. It's really painful for me to have to write you a big check. So why don't we just catch back up? And they're like, okay, buddy, no problem. There you go. But 15.9% are still in trouble. Okay. They don't see the way out. There's an issue right there, which is okay. And this is kind of where Craig is talking to you right now, but we need to pay attention because there's an opportunity here. The typical deferral, um, it's small, 6,000 bucks, which is only 2.1% of the applied home value on there. And this record, presents kind of the upper bound. A lot of them, the prices have gone up since then. So that's not a big thing. This is issue. This is interesting. 2017, 314 homes went into foreclosure, way pre-pandemic. 2018, 279. 2019, 277,000. 220, 2020, 129,000 went into foreclosure. Now that's skewed because they put a stop that you couldn't go into foreclosure. 
right midway through when the pandemic started coming through. So we're still 161,000 homes short of the average. So on a market, we should expect 161,000 homes to come into foreclosure because that's what a normal market does. But we haven't seen that. So we hope those come on the market, not for the people who are going through hard time, but from an inventory perspective, that's it. You guys starting to see what you should be paying attention to, right? Notice the defaults. We'll talk about that in just a second. So with 250,000 loans and foreclosure before the pandemic, there's now the moratoriums are in place. So it's likely they're going to restart. When the eviction moratoriums go away and everyone says, okay, let's just let the market do what it does. Free market economy will figure itself out, right? They're going to start. So if that happens, there's going to be people in addition to 325,000 people that are exiting forbearance, they're not going to be able to keep their payments. They're going to default on their loans, right? So this is interesting and bad, right? Depending on where you are on this equation. So it's not crazy, outrageous to estimate between 500,000 and 750 homes will go into foreclosure in 2021. Now that sounds like a, a crazy headline, doesn't it? Oh my God, 500,000, 750 homes. <laughs> right, that's the issue. So it's more than we've ever had before, but it's needed because we have inventory issues. Now, really important opportunity for us right now because you need to start becoming the agent of trust, right? You need to start becoming the advocate in your marketplace. You need to start paying attention to these notices of default because we can bring in value and you can help people because what's the biggest difference between now and back then? If you can't make your mortgage now, what do you have? I'll give you a hint. It starts with the letter E. Equity. Yes. So you're not going to lose your home. You're going to be making a sell it. <laughs> If you sell it, so but you could sell it, realize you got a hardship, sell it and be sitting on cash versus back in the day, right? And the last time we had a real problem, when you had a problem with foreclosures, you were in trouble because it was worth less than what the market would pay for it. So you had to become a short sale and lose your home. This time it's so in demand, it's going to do it. So moral of this story is supply and demand never loses, guys, right? It's a force, just like gravity. It never goes away. So if somebody is going, going to be into that situation soon, should they wait until there's 500,000 more homes on the market or should they cash out now, right? Cash out now is the answer because supply and demand is the issue. So start paying attention to the notices of default so you can really maximize their return and throw them into home partners programs or something like that until they rebound. But let them take care of that cash because you guys, you know the story. If there's zero homes for sale on a street, and one home comes for sale, it's valuable. When there's six homes for sale on that same street, the market shifted, okay? So we will see streets with four or five homes for sale on them because supply and demand rules. So just pay attention to what's gonna be happening over this market. We haven't seen this before. And that's why we're doing this, this, this three days right now. So you're prepared for that. Here's the good news. This is Interest rate projections, right? Projected to stay at 3% for this whole quarter and next quarter. That is the best news we could ever possibly have, guys. So be thankful that we're in this industry and that we have a Fed that's realized that this industry really is an economic driver of the backbone of the country. It does, it does. And so they, they learned the lesson last time, right? The real estate dropped us into a global recession. And so they're seeing that they're doing things to make sure that doesn't happen again. So be very, very, very confident and happy about where we are right now.
All right, so the headlines here. The media. Headlines are designed to confuse and scare and pause to make you click on their links, okay? So understand we're gonna hear some things about the marketplace. We have to be the voice of reason. We have to be armed with data. That's why we spent the time we spent with you guys this morning on here. Supply and demand never loses ever, right? It is It rolls everything. So when you're pricing property, remember it's not pricing, it's positioning and it's positioning based on supply and demand. And every market is a micro market. There is no real estate market. We've talked about that a lot before. If you're selling three, two pool homes in your town, the only market that matters is the three, two pool homes that are in competition with you at that market. So remember supply and demand. Let me, let me comment on that, Jeff, because I'm working with mom yeah. on a listing that she's trying to get here. And the seller is listening to bullshit in the marketplace that her house is worth way more than she thinks it is. And I could be wrong, but you know, the house was a million two house three months ago. And then we found out the seawall shot, the pool pumps bad. There's an AC that's wrong, a bunch of little stuff, little stuff that's about a hundred thousand bucks. And she doesn't care about that. She just wants to put her house on the market at a, at a million four seventy. Right. And the voice of reason, I don't think she's going to get it. I mean, it's great. It's on the water. It's got a big waterfront. It's got a view of the bay. But it's got some major, major problems. So she wants us to put on the market. And I'm arguing with her, telling her, no, you need to adjust. And it's hard. You know, the supply and demand never loses, but you can run it up the flagpole so high that nobody will salute. So it really is a position. And you're going to look at a lot of education on that through all of us the next three days or two days. Three days. That's right. Guys, this is our mantra, as you know, empower, educate, and encourage. And that's what you need to do to your sphere, to your past clients, to your neighborhood, and become the mayor of your town or your neighborhood or your niche and be the person that brings this information out to them, right? Set up a community next door Zoom meeting, do it on Facebook, be the one that gets thought about as the educator. And to control the narrative, guys, because if you let other people control the narrative, other people are going to listen to other people, right? So you've got to be the one to talk. Get inventory, guys, is the whole key here. And get ready, because if you think this is fun, wait until you see when the borders open up. It's going to get even more fun. And 52 offers becomes 82 offers, and it just gets crazy. So fun. So South America, Europe, and Canada all coming in. Yep. So couple things, closing thoughts. You can only chase one rabbit, right? What happens if you try to chase two? <laughs> I like that analogy. That's a good one. But you can't, you don't catch any. So what we want is at the end of these three days, you to get clear on something. And doesn't matter what we think. It matters what you think. And it matters what you're going to go do. And so come out of here with a rabbit, right? And say, that is my game for Q2. And don't doesn't worry. Don't worry about anybody else's rabbit because they're not you. They're not your business model. This is you. So we're going to get clear on what your why is and get you energized to have your why. Like, what is, what are you doing this for? We'll, we'll understand more about the why later uh, with Chris and I's session there too. So really just find that lane that works for you guys, whether it's buyers or sellers, doesn't matter whether it's niche or it's buyers or disposals or farming or social or you know, remind or absentees or foreclosures or divorces, whatever it is, there's a million different lanes, but you got to pick one and then just please go all in, cool. right? All in. And then our, we know we put a lot of time and energy with our entire management staff for you guys. 
and to make sure that you enjoy the next few days, get a ton of content, get a ton of value. And of course, we record these as always and we keep them stored on our uh, website so you guys can access them over and over and over again so you can have access to all of it and replay it and listen to it and do that whole thing. So Craig, what is your advice? If you could sum it up for everybody watching right now. Really, it's just you know, become aware of your opportunities and pick one thing to focus on. That, that's the only thing that I see that we're really failing on. You know, at a macro level, I look at the whole company, we have over 400 agents and I look at first quarter production and literally 50% of our agents had a closing, which means half of them did not have a closing. And what's probably the best real estate market we've ever seen, there's just no excuse. So half of the people are focusing on catching one rabbit and the other half are trying to catch two and they haven't realized that they can't catch two rabbits at the same time, right? Unless you got a trap of some sort, right? But we don't have any traps in real estate. So <laughs> find something. We're gonna give you lots of exposure today and tomorrow and Wednesday. Find something and, and focus. That's, that's the only thing that I think makes a difference to anybody. Because when you focus, yep. you make amazing things happen. You know, we did a sales meeting a couple of weeks ago and we asked all the managers, you are parachuted into a new city where you knew nobody. What would you do to grow your business? And we had like eight or nine people give different, eight or nine different opinions and every one of them will work. But none of them will work if you do them all. Right? So that's and, my and wish for you. My, my parting wish is I wish I could, I wish I could reach through that camera and grab your shoulders, right? And just do a little quick little shake, wake up call, because this is not going to last. I don't know how else to say it's not going to last, except it's not going to last. And the ability to create such wealth right now has never, ever been there before, right? This is unbelievable, uncharted territories for you to just crush it. So the only possible reason that you're not at the level that you want to get to, and all of us are striving to get to that next level every quarter, is, is a mindset, right? It's a mindset, skills, and action. Those three items, right? So what we're going to work on next with Chris and Thomas is getting that mindset right, okay? Because if you don't have that right, it's mental fortitude, guys. It is tough. It is painful right now. It is, it's not easy. It's a lot of work, and you're under a tremendous amount of stress. You're pulled in a million different directions. Your home life's suffering. You're aggravated, right? And you're making money, but you're losing yourself, right? We got to focus more on self-care. You got to do all the things that you need to do. It's tough, right? So we got to get mentally ready. You got to get that mindset right. So you can realize that it's okay to realize that you need to up your game with skill, but you have to get better, right? You've got to pick a rabbit and you got to go all in. I don't care if you're doing 80 deals a year and just crushing it and double centurion. Do you want more good, right? Well, the only way to get more is to get better at something and do more of it, right? I don't care what level you're at. So everybody, egos outside, leave them outside, throw them outside your window and get focused and get ready to get the mindset right, get your skills right, and then be ready to take action. Because ultimately, you know, if you're not talking with people every single day to grow the business, you're going to go out of business, right? And we don't want to see that happen to you. Uh, we know it. We breathe it. We eat it. We share it. We do it ourselves. And many of you are doing the same things. The other of you that need a little bit of a push, this is going to provide it for you. So I hope you guys really enjoy the next three days because we spent a lot of time for you guys. So that's my parting wish for you. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you guys in a little bit.